In this week's episode of The Stack, we talk about how to set up your site navigation, emerging social networks, and a new HubSpot product update. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Stack. I am your host this week instead of Sean, Ryan Sylvester, and I'm also accompanied by Tim Staberski. And Kelsey Miller. Kelsey finally decided to come on. And she's well, she's been on before. Little Briefly. Mike shy, though. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't like to talk. Well, yeah. I like to listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's everyone's week going? It's, it's going. Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now that you say that, I feel like, it feels it like it's not Thursday. Yeah, it yeah. does not feel like Tuesday. Honestly, it feels much later in the week. I don't know why, but that's it's my story. It's been a busy week in the it. office. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you want to get right into it? I always just want to get right into it. Okay. Uh, first article. Um, I've, I've actually been doing a lot of work lately about user experience, and I look at mostly homepages to start, look at things like navigation and like what is currently on the homepage. Are we properly leading people down the path or to a product page or to a content offer or, or whatever it may be? This article, titled Site Navigation, The Foundation for Navigating Your Website to Success, by Stoney G. DeGierter. Sorry if I mispronounce that, but uh, for a search engine journal. And this article talks about how website navigation is a lot more than just words at the top of your website. Like, it makes a difference, the title, um, you know, how many links are in there. Like, I've looked at a ton of websites, and my main gripe is that there's too much what, stuff. What grinds your gears, Ryan? What grinds my gears is that websites try to stuff as much information into the navigation. Or. Or. Or they don't have enough. Yeah. Less common, yeah, but there's. there's yeah. Less common. Almost always one of those two extremes. Now, too much or not enough information. Right. There's a really good picture in this article, and I didn't put it in the notes just because it was two separate images, and the way that he set it up was kind of weird anyways um <laughs> no but it he says that when someone lands on the site and let's say example a you'll know exactly what they're doing so like the titles the things in the lists are titled the way that they should be so you know exactly what you're going to get when you land on that page he says and this we've we've talked about this before is like to assume that your user has no idea what your website is doing and to be very explicit in the products or offers, technology, whatever it may be that you are offering. What do you guys think? Makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. I think it comes down to the searcher's intent and you have to cater to exactly what they're looking for, right. even if they don't know what they're looking for. And like you said, user experience, they have to be able to navigate your website easily. Otherwise, they're going to leave. It's also, I mean, just thinking about how global we are now and how, how much an e-commerce website might be dealing with, you know, other countries, other cultures, something that might work for the U S audience. <clears throat> you know, if you have funny page titles, um, sort yeah. of snarky, uh, navigation headers that might be fine. If you're a native American English speaker, <laughs> sorry, if you're a native <laughs> American who speaks English. Um, but if you're based in Italy, yeah, you, you might be interested in products from a certain company, but you you might not you might not get the same kinds of references or humor. Um, so, I mean, that's 
not that it's a you know an extremely common problem, but I've seen it in the past for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. like explicitity <laughs> is a word I may what? have just made up, but it it's it's helpful. That was a really loud but. But. Um, No, I think there's two things that should be taken away from this article. Number one is the value in having technology like Hotjar. We've talked about Hotjar before. It's a tool that allows you to watch session recordings, um, see where people are clicking on your website. You can set it up on certain pages and uh, get some insight into what your users are doing and bottlenecks and stuff. And I have uncovered lots of things that are causing people to stop along the path to a product page. Or just the other day, I, for one of our websites that we help manage, there was a contact us call button that was getting clicked on, but there was no link to it. So I added the call link and there you go. And now all those people that were previously clicking are now going to be getting forwarded to their yeah. company. Um, go ahead. No, I was just saying like, you know, when you're thinking about navigation, yes, the main, like the homepage, I don't know. I'd break it into like three buckets. Mm-hmm. The homepage, like think about someone who's landing on your homepage and then needs to figure out where to go. Mm-hmm. And that might be someone who's doing a branded search. They know about your company, but they don't know where on right. your website something is. Um, think about someone using the navigation, the actual menu mm-hmm. features um, and what paths forward those should offer. And then think about sort of that third person who might be doing an unbranded search and lands on a blog post or something. Um, and what kinds of options you can include, like, like text links, yeah, mm-hmm. or yeah. You, like you were just mentioning, CT, various CTAs yep. throughout the content to just get them where they need to go. Like in each of those cases, there's a different origin of the user, but you need to make sure you're you're addressing um, those paths forward. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are doing a navigation redesign or trying to think of a new way to, you know sort your information, give it a couple renditions and have people try to accomplish a task. So like give a selected group of people that aren't familiar with your website a task with navigation A, see how well they do, navigation B, and, you know, tailor it to your most valuable pages and see if they can get there. Yeah, and there's tools you can use for that. Like yep. um, I think usertesting.com is an option, which I actually think, I know there's a paid version, but I think that there's a, actually like a free version that you can use. It's pretty helpful. Um, or just like trusted customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. So definitely a cool article. Check it out. It's in the show notes. Tim, you want to tee up the uh, second one here? No, I don't. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> this comes right from the HubSpot blog titled five new social media platforms marketers should watch in 2019. So I will preface this entire second conversation. Preface. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, that they explicitly say in this article that even their social media experts say that we should be focusing on the older platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the big ones. But if your company has a so-called social media department, I guess, for lack of a better word, you should be aware. section out some time to get familiar because a lot of these ones on this list, and I'll just say them real quick, TikTok, Caffeine, Lasso, House Party, and Steam It? Steam It? Steam It. Steam It. So when I first read this article, the only one I heard of was TikTok. I feel like I there was, hold on, which one was it? Um, I, I, 
I, I know I've heard, I had heard of Steam it in the past, but I had no like actual experience with it. I also do have House Party too. I feel like that was a little bit more popular a few years ago. But yeah, I think, I think the, the, for marketers, like we need to, in general, just we need to be aware of these, especially like if you're an agency. Yeah. Because you never know if a client is going to ask you a question about, yeah. it's like, oh, I saw this exactly. thing about that. Right. And you, if, if you don't want to sound like an idiot by that, saying, I've never heard of it. Right. And I think that's the major takeaway. Like if you are dealing with other companies or you yourself are trying to target a certain group of people and you want to know where they're interacting, like this is a great kind of breakdown of the ones you should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. To quote the article, it says, to make sure you're balancing your time between new and old channels accordingly, focus on growing and refining strategies on the successful platforms, then time bucks an hour or so once a month to look into the newer platforms. So relatively low amount of time that they're focusing on these new platforms, but like Tim said, it's important to know and to read up on it. But definitely interesting. I've never been on TikTok. Have you I guys? I haven't either. I've seen ads for TikTok. Oh, on Snapchat. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember Yik Yak? Oh, uh, I remember Yik Yak. To be honest, I don't know Yik Yak. That might have been before your time. That was when we were in college. Or no, after, after your my time. time. <laughs> yeah. Guys, yeah. as my time passed. Yeah. A little bit. No, Yik Yak was like an anonymous Twitter, it, I yeah. guess. It it was. There was oh, I've, yeah. I, I vaguely. I wasn't a huge that. fan. No. It was like, there's no way marketers could have used it today. No. So, anyways. um. But yeah, the the article does a good job of like breaking it down. Um, you know, they they also mention the the platforms that are coming out that have features that are easily replicated are going to be the first ones to die. Obviously, like they're being. I mean, they're being. I think like to Kelsey's point about House Party, where it was maybe a little more popular a few years ago. That was before you know Facebook just had just recently did a. a not massive, but they, they did a, an update to mm-hmm. FaceTime. Yeah. FaceTime is owned by Facebook, yeah. right? I'm not. Mm, no, that's, that's, Apple. that's Apple. But oh. Snapchat even did it too. Now you can group. Yeah. Or chat. what's, what's the Facebook one? So just, this, I think this, it's this, just right? through the messenger. Oh yeah. yeah. Like you can like almost every messaging app that used to have a single, you know, single video capabilities now has multiple. Yeah. Right, yeah. Which is okay. probably why house mean. party yeah. is going down. FaceTime is not owned by Facebook. That just seems wrong to me. You know no. why Tim doesn't know that? Is because I'm not an, an Android, Android yeah. user. He's an Android yeah. user, an old Android user. I will say. Mm-hmm. You're not sure if that if that's a no, uh, not like your age, but your the your your, your phone, phone itself. My phone is four years old, and I'm happy. That's old for a phone. Yeah, I'm it honestly is. surprised it lasts that long. And it only has one crack in it, and it's actually just in the screen. I remember when I was a kid, like I would get, I would try to get new phones like every year. My first phone, I'm totally unrelated, a razor. Oh, me too. Oh, nice. Sil- Wait, a razor? A silver razor. Yeah, man. Those are mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I had, you might guys remember the chocolate? Yeah. The slide chocolate. Yeah. No, I, had that. I don't know what that is. I had, a, I had a Sony Ericsson as well. I was all about it. Like the juke. You guys remember the juke? I remember that. Yeah. Juke, the envy. Oh, Tim. Oh, anyway, too moving right along. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, one last point about those new, newer social media platforms, I guess, is just like, as with most emerging social media platforms, the users tend to be, tend to gear 
towards the younger end of the age spectrum. So, mm-hmm. you know, there might be some more opportunities to put them to use if you are a business that in some way caters to youthful audiences. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm, af- um, I'm afraid of TikTok, by the way. Afraid of I'm it? I'm afraid of it. Like, I've seen some clips on Instagram of TikTok, and I'm just yeah. like, that does not look like a place I want to be, so... Take that as you will. I'm All probably right. not in your demographic. <laughs> if you're... Cool. I wonder, do, do, do you know, I don't know, this is like a question off the cuff. Have you guys seen any like reporting on ad spend on TikTok? No, I, I do know that they no. just hit, uh, uh, they just broached like 500 million daily active users for the first time. What was it? What was the number? 500, uh, sorry, uh, did I say 500 million? Now I'm confused if that's right. Um, five. It might have been 500,000. Hold on, now I have to find it again because I'm, 500 million active users, yeah. Okay. Right. Monthly, monthly. According to a February rate card viewed by Digiday, in-free, in, oh, in-feed ads are sold at $10 cost per impression with $6,000 minimum campaign spend. Brand wow. takeover ads cost 50000 per day with a guaranteed 5 million impressions. Wow. Compared to Instagram and Facebook ads, that's steep. Really? I'm not in the ad world, so I'm not uh, going to $10 an impression? On yeah, social media, to me, seems like a lot. Yeah. That's really high. Yeah. Kelsey is our resident Google ad guru, uh, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I guess. Cool. Interesting. What's the next one, Ryan? Um, Let's see. Title of Jul- Oh, this is also from HubSpot. Oh. July 2019, HubSpot updates in less time than a coffee break. Yeah, I mean, I can speak to this one just because I found it and, and, and wrote it up in the show notes because Ryan's a slacker. Um, you know, HubSpot's is, HubSpot is regularly rolling out new features. Uh, they don't even really bother making announcements on a lot of the sort of day-to-day updates, but they're, you know, it's just a good idea, if, especially if you're a HubSpot user. If you're considering HubSpot, it's a good idea to keep your finger on the pulse and know how the product is changing. Um, for July, they had a number of, Exciting updates and then a number of like, eh, okay. But um, just very quickly, um, there's this new reports drill down feature. Um, just makes it a little bit easier to navigate reports. In, in the past, if you wanted to drill into a report um, in HubSpot, it, I don't want to say it was difficult, but it was a little more convoluted to like get to the source information. And now it's it's really simple, really streamlined um, to get down to the contact level or the company level. Um, and just, it's really helpful if you spend a lot of time looking at your reports. So that's, that's really cool. There's an updated user interface for sales playbooks, um, making it easier for sales reps to consume and make use of the, the information that's presented there. Um, again, I, I think playbooks are only available at the enterprise level. I'm not sure about the professional level honestly off the top of my head i'm kind of blanking on that i but, I, I assume it's enterprise but they're i mean they're they're incredibly helpful um so making them more helpful is obviously great there is also an updated hubspot for wordpress plugin that was just rolled out um which is awesome a refreshed hubspot zoom integration which offers some additional detail into like webinar views and participation metrics um, helpful if you are a Zoom and HubSpot user, obviously, especially if you're using Zoom to deliver your webinars to your audience. Um, there was what I found pretty interesting is an update to conversations, 
which allows users um, to leave comments, like internal comments, or have an internal conversation directly in the conversation. So let's say that Ryan is talking to someone, someone goes on our on Pepperland Marketing website, and they start a, a live chat with us, and it goes to Ryan. And Ryan's, they're asking questions about something that Ryan has no idea about. He can, from directly within the conversation um, inbox, bring other members of the team into the conversation by either pinging them separately, asking them a question, which he then relays, um, leaving a comment asking for some clarification from an internal team member. It just makes it a lot easier to pull in other members of your team um, without having to have sort of like that offline conversation, which pretty cool. I think for, for anyone, any, any business that's using HubSpot, especially for support reasons, um, it could be a game changer. Then there were other things I can't see because my microphone's in the way. Um, oh, the ability to reply to support form submissions on your website directly through your conversations inbox. Oh, sounds helpful. I mean, I haven't, I haven't personally used that functionality, but sounds helpful. And the last thing is for businesses that are using the, um, that make use of the HubSpot knowledge base. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some new functionalities, uh, that were just rolled out. That'll help you to create more thorough, um, knowledge base articles. Like I can't remember all of them, but one, one, which is particularly helpful probably for like SAS organizations is the, the fact that, um, you can now have live code blocks. I don't, I, I can't think of the term. There's a term, Ryan, do you know, like if you're like, so let's say if you're, you're writing a blog post on WordPress and you want to like demo code within the blog post, like, um, there's a term for, I, you can display code. <laughs> let's just say that. like, that's one of the new updates. So it's cool. And that's it. Cool. Four hubs updates. Yeah. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of goodies. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was a lot all in the amount of time that would take for a coffee break. Cool. Yeah. App of the week. App of the week. Is that over to me again? It's over to you, man. So you, I, you picked this one out. I did. I found this app of the week um, by, I th- actually, I think I learned about this app of the week by reading one of um, Databox's most recent blog post. It was mentioned in there by um, by a, a contributing they they source quotes from from their partners and one of their partners mentioned this this app and it sounded really interesting so uh the app of the week this week is letsencrypt.org um and what it is is a an organization that's run for the public benefit um which offers free ssl certificates to websites if you don't know what an SSL certificate is, it's essentially what Better get on it. Well, yeah. It's, so it's essentially what would help allow you to take your website from an HTTP version to an HTTPS version. And what that S means is secured. So it's just additional security layers on your website, um, which but, is important for a ton of reasons. Yeah, mainly because Google loves to serve up. Yeah. HTTPS. I mean, it's, it's, you know, whether or not you have HTTPS, it's a, it's a ranking signal um, for from your user perspective. It's, you know, people don't want to sub- give you information about themselves if if they're not guaranteed that that submission is going to be secure. Like, there's all kinds of reasons why you want to have an SSL certificate. Sometimes there's 
cost factors at play. You know, small businesses might not be um, able to swing. You know, typically, if you like, if you're if you're hosting your site on GoDaddy, you, purchasing an SSL certificate would be a few hundred bucks. It's not a lot of money, but I can understand why some small businesses might be limited by cost considerations. Um, let's encrypt.org takes that out of the equation. Um, there's really no reason to not have a secure website. You don't have to pay for it, frankly. There you go. Um, best practices, I guess, if you're considering doing, uh, making the switch to HTTPS, uh, the really the, the biggest consideration is just that you will want to make sure you have redirects in place from all of your HTTP, every HTTP version of your URLs um, redirecting to the HTTPS versions of your URLs. Otherwise, I mean, like that's that's the big consideration. Yeah. Uh, yep. There might be a few other small things, but from a technical side, it's not it's not a complicated switch to make. Um, so do it, do it now. <laughs> like, stop listening to us and go do it. Yeah. Um. So that brings us to the lightning round. Uh, number one on the lightning round: What happens on the internet every minute? Twenty nineteen version, and it's an infographic. I was just looking at this. This How is cool really is that? fun. Yeah. I'm afraid. Um, Netflix users stream 494,444. What does that say? Hours. Of Hours? Video. I thought it, I thought it said gigs or it's something. It's really small. Yeah, it's really small. No, but it has just like these really cool statistics on it. Um, Guys, I want to make a confession. Yes. Yeah. I don't use Netflix. Okay. Why? Popular opinion. No reason. I just don't have a Netflix account. I don't watch that much TV. You can get. I'll give you my password if you want. I just don't. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Ryan's shaking his yeah, head. Yeah, I'm now. not going to. Um, Venmo processes 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 processes. One hundred sixty-two thousand dollars <laughs> of transactions. This one's good. Google conducts four point five million searches each minute of every day, which is. Mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So lots of cool stuff. And if you need some statistics for your upcoming blog post. Also a great source of, you know, this is a great example of a link building asset that Heck yeah. social media today has pulled together and clearly is working because we're talking about it on a podcast and giving them a link in our show notes. Number two, <laughs> Google local knowledge panel ads get a quote button. That's helpful. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really cool. So, you know, exciting. It's exciting. Uh, Google launches Gallery Go, a lightweight alternative to Google Photos. I don't know why they're doing this. I honestly, yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't read too much into it, but there's got to be a reason. Uh, last one, 20 plus stats to show how online retail is changing. And I read up on this because we have a few e-commerce clients and it's always good to be in the know if you have, you know, if you yourself have an e-commerce website. Yeah. Check it out. And let's just add in one more because it was in the show you notes. Always we, do this. Too. Well, it was in the show notes and we deleted it. So we might as well add it as, as oh, a okay. yeah, sure. as a lightning round and just emerging yeah. Ah, ah. Emerging search quality signals, clicks, attention, and satisfaction. Basically what that article is talking about is the zero click search result. Gotcha. If mm -hmm. you're not familiar with that, it's um how Google is serving up featured snippets or, you know, quick answers that are taking a quote unquote, taking away organic traffic from people who worked hard to rank there. So, right. And it also talks about like SERP display 
The nonlinear SERP. Yes, I was looking for that word. So the what? The non-linear. non-linear. Yeah. It's like multiple. So instead of just oh, 10 oh, in a oh, row, gotcha. yep. and you have the side panel, top panel, all that fun stuff. The other stuff. day, I meant to take a screenshot of it, but I saw a search, uh, search results page that was like 15. Really? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Wow. Anyways, you good, Tim? I am. Okay. Taking a sip of water. Right. God. Okay. Not um, sure why that was drawn attention to. If you okay. <laughs> like our show and you want to be our friends, leave us a review on anything or anywhere you get podcasts. And if you don't like our show, stay quiet. Zip it. Yep. And uh, Hey, I mean, we, we made the offer months ago. We'll make it again. If you leave a review, we will send you a Pepperland Marketing mug. Yeah. I mean, like within limit, if if thirty people all of a sudden leave us I mean, a review, while supplies last, we, yeah, yeah, while, while supplies Asterisk. last, let's let's, let's, let's do I mean, that. we got mugs. We do. We got mad mugs in the office. They're really nice mugs. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I like them. But leave us a review. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're gonna. Say. Never mind. All right, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>